Welcome back, Rugby Pick'em fans. This week's episode, uh, myself, Uncle Johnny, and Florida Man broke down our weekend in San Francisco at the Rugby World Cup 7s. We recorded last week, but the edit took quite a while. And if there's one thing we don't do over here, it's rush things. So enjoy this week's Rugby Pick'em. Welcome back, Rugby Pick'em fans. I'm BP, my two co-hosts in studio, Uncle Johnny, hello, and Florida Man Dev, our producer, slash co-host. What's up? What's up? What's up? <laughs> Without any further ado, we are on to Uncle Johnny's State of the Rugby Union. Hot off the presses, bonjour, bellissima, arigato for tuning in, sprechen Sie foreign languages? See. Si. We, oui. Los Santos, we. Oui. The language of rugby here, and uh, we believe in the sport that we live and breathe. So, here we are, hot off of a great weekend of rugby. We came back from San Francisco. We need a little, like, breather. Yeah, yeah we had, cleanse, a, like we had a, a, a DT detox from ourselves. Solid cleanse. Yeah. Ourselves and each other. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the solid weekend at Denver Sevens, and unfortunately <coughs> missed out because of Denver Sevens, missed out on a great fixture at the University of Denver, which was the All Star game, East versus West WPL All Stars. The East beat the West, surprise to some, uh, but Lauren Glover of the DC Furies scored three tries. She was the MVP. We had a lot of Raptors out there shredding it there was jenny lou to hannah stolba to julie tordonato julie scored a couple tries denali dotted down fresh from alaska that was a nice little fixture and rob kane the brand new uh usa women's head coach was in attendance as well and he's got a kit of 62 players taken to chula vista uh to train for the women's eagles sevens gearing up for the november tests johnny kane he do it <laughs> oh, yes, he came. <laughs> so that's exciting stuff. And uh, we have the semifinals as well from uh, from the Super Rugby semifinals. It was, that was a pretty, I don't know, did you guys get to watch that? That was a pretty fun semifinals. Oh, yeah. For those who don't know, New Zealand's been dominating Super Rugby so long to the point where they had to restructure the league last year. Uh, they basically forced an Australian team and a South African team out of the competition, a reduction in size, and New Zealand continues to dominate. Uh, but we saw the Waratahs fall short against the Lions. The Waratahs played some spicy rugby. Did you see those Lions? Curly Beal was just creating everywhere. They've got like two tens they're playing with, with Curly and, and I like the Wallabies Foley. going into this June test. Yeah, yeah, you gotta like the Wallabies. You you pull for them. You pull for somebody in Australian rugby to save that that shit show. But uh, they played pretty well against the Lions, and the Lions poured it on them. They gassed them late with altitude. Jankies is playing yeah, some yeah. of the best uh, rugby he's played. So all the guys are in form going into the rugby championship. But we'll do more on that later. In and the meantime, Johnny, who do we got in the uh, other semifinal? So the Crusaders, clinical as ever against the Hurricanes, and the Hurricanes, again, as Harpo pointed out, they missed way too many tackles. I think they missed 31 tackles in this game. The previous game, they missed 41 tackles and still won. Can't do it. 
got to make your you tackles. Got to make your make tackles. Make your tackles. But uh, Crusaders just really too much, and their pack is just dominant. So they're favored. The books have it. As of tonight, I just got a text from Harpo. The books still have it at 18 points. 18-point spread for, a for the Crusaders. They're, they're hosting at home. It's the first time ever that there's a rematch of last year's final, which was Lions hosting the Crusaders. This year, it's Crusaders hosting the Lions. And, and all the money's on the Crusaders for obvious reasons. But I think the Lions got... I mean, they got nothing to lose. They're South African. They're going to throw their bodies at everything. Quagga Smith is playing like an absolute beast. And different my, turf, different team. Yeah, but my line's nine. Okay. I could see this running a little closer than the most expect. But for those that only lightly fall Super Rugby, the Crusaders are the Patriots of that league. They have trophy case full of championships and recently have turned back the form winning last year. All the New Zealand chat boards are talking about right now, has Richie Moonga earned a chance to get an all-black cap? Oh, yeah. Like, I think he's uh, eclipsed Sapuanga, his other Oanga brother. <laughs> and, uh, like, he's he's playing out of his shoes. The, the matchups are going to be key. So you got Moonga against Yanchis. You've got Matt Todd against Quagga Smith, one of my favorite rugby players ever. Uh, and you've got you've got matchups all over the board, right? And um, their packs are both super strong, right? The props against Crotty in the middle. Love the crops. Yeah, but dude, you know you got to favor the Crusaders at home. It's going to be very difficult for the Lions. Give me the Crusaders with the eighteen up the sword, baby. Crusaders all day. I was lucky enough to watch the Mitchell Hunt drop goal game with Ewill Jennings uh, last year live. We were in the end zone as he was kicking too. So I fly a Crusaders flag in my basement. Up the sword, baby. Crusaders plus 18. Give me them and the points. I got nine on it, but uh, it's aggressive. Lay your money where your mouth is. You got to like their odds. Which brings us to the core of our podcast today. We are going to recap the weekend that was Rugby World Cup 7s. And I just want to go on record saying, in my opinion, this was the greatest Rugby event thrown on U.S. soil in our country's history. Congratulations, tournament organizers, whether you're from USA Rugby or from World Rugby. More so World Rugby. But yeah, it was awesome. Got involved in the last minute. It was great. A, a baseball field is perfect for a sevens tournament because you have the full-length field and you have two perfect warm-up pitches in the outfield. It was great. It was San Francisco in the summer. We weren't hot. We weren't cold. Devin, Devin thoughts, Devin, sights, Devin smells. Oh, it was gritty. It was real gritty. Uh, Devin definitely got cold and ended up. Uh, <laughs> how gritty, Dev? Uh, how, gritty. how gritty? Ended up buying a seventy-dollar long sleeve that he didn't need. <laughs> they sold a lot of sweatshirts, as as one does in San Francisco. It was it was beautiful. You're right there on the bay. You got a great view. You got a great ambiance. Um, the fans were there. There were a hundred thousand plus. So yeah, uh, throughout biggest, the week. It was unbelievable. We bought a tiny little mic. I know we're technologically um, behind, I guess you could say, most other podcasters, so to speak. But we bought a mic. We figured out how to press record. We'll be dropping you little bits throughout the episode. Johnny and I were in – well, Johnny was in town Monday just because he's a savage like that. And uh, we showed, I showed up Wednesday. And, uh, Johnny, who did we see down at the pub having a beer? At Johnny Foley's? 
casual little pint with uh, Alex Magleby. Mags, uh, great dude. Just really one of those quiet uh, gatekeepers of USA Rugby. He, he makes things happen behind the scenes, in front of the camera, anywhere. But most of the work that he does is behind the scenes. So it was really good to just have a quiet pint with him and uh, hear what he had to say about the state of uh, USA Rugby in the future and just shoot the shit. I had heard of him before, obviously, if you have any like ambition of moving up the rank in USA Rugby when I was younger. But the first time I saw him was at Club Sevens Nationals in Seattle. He was just sitting on the sideline, looking for talent, seeing who's worthy of the OTC. And um, he's got a good nose for that. And I think a lot of Mike Friday and that team's successes comes from guys like Magleby doing the early work, getting the right people in the program. What a good dude. Yeah. And, and I saw him at the NDS, uh, National Development Summit, this winter. Uh, they hosted in Denver, actually, this year. Um, and he presents really well. He's got a, just a mind uh, for the game. Uh, my old coach used to say, it's a thinking man's game, and he's certainly a thinking man. So it's so, great to shoot the shit with him. Yeah, after that, um, you know, Johnny and I got back to the hotel, and next thing you know, we're at a uh, real estate conference karaoke. So... We managed to scream out our voices a day before a three-day tournament where we'd be screaming. Did we do Roxanne? We did Roxanne, which is probably one of the most voice-sapping songs out there. Um, And we did it second because we opened up with uh, Whole New World. Aladdin, A Whole New World. Roxanne is relentless. It just keeps coming. (laughs) Like you think it's over and it just keeps... It's never over. Sting, man. Never puts on the red light. Never puts... You gotta just turn it on. Would you just... So after uh, an interesting late night Wednesday night, Devin shows up Thursday morning, drops in with his sun shades on. Coming in warm. There was a certain funk to the hotel room. (laughs) (laughs) What was the funk? Describe it. Oh, man. It was uh, a lot lot of booze, a lot of sweat, and uh, maybe a little regret. (laughs) No regrets. (laughs) But Devin came in, trail mix and tow. And um, we had to we had to take a San Francisco newbie to the biggest tourist trap in the world. That's right. So Devin comes into town. It's his first time in San Francisco, so we got to do the tourist thing, right? So we walk from Union Square down to the Embarcadero, and we hang out on the Embarcadero. You know, have a casual Pacifico, talk about our feelings, look at the seagulls. Johnny, who'd you meet down there? Oh my good gracious! Um, so. Charlotte Catholic in the flesh. Uh, and yes, Lewis Holland was there, whatever, maybe their parents. Did you flex on them? No, no, no. I was like, I love them both. I wish them the best of luck. I wish them a brace. I wish that they would win a double, but neither one of them won. You know, the Australian teams were a little disappointed, but I got to high five Charlotte Catholic. It was kind of a highlight of my life. Never you, seen him blush like you that. You also, you happened to buy some roses and gave one out to a, uh, a specific Kiwi player who would have a big weekend. Who was that? A black fern named Tyla Nathan Wong. Stay tuned for that. More to come on Nathan Wong. But we went down to Fisherman's Wharf where we decided to test our new mic out and do a couple speed rounds. If you've heard our rugby pick and bios and listened to the outros, it's just us going up to someone and saying, one or the other. White or black? <laughs> Peanut butter or jelly? Pizza or chicken nuggets? So um, 
And I, I will add, Fisherman's Wharf is a great place to do it because you can act like an idiot around a bunch of idiot tourists without feeling bad. So enjoy the best of Fisherman's Wharf speed rounds. Toy Story or Lion King? Lion King. Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Coke. White or black? Black. Red or blue? Red. Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears? Lohan. Brownies or cookies? Brownies. Ketchup or mustard? Ketchup. Hamburger or cheeseburger? Cheeseburger. Thank God. <laughs> Everybody who says hamburger needs to get their head checked. Oh, rats or pigeons? That's a good one. That's a good one? I got a I know, and that's the goal. Rats or pigeons? Oh, pigeons or seagulls? Oh, yeah. Everyone's going to say dolls, but they don't realize how... Rats or moles? Moles. Nobody likes shrews or moles. What? Shrews or moles. Is a shrew a bird? Shrew is a rodent. Cheeseburger. Uh, rats or pigeons? Pigeons. Lindsay Lohan or Britney Spears? She was right here. <laughs> Everybody's watching. Come on. Only one option. Lindsay. Oh! Can't do it, bud. Fucking Britney Spears, bitch. Yeah! <laughs> it's Britney Spears, bitch. Yeah! She's saying, hey, new baby. Now, Friday, Friday was rugby time. Um, the boys picked up their bootstraps, headed out to the stadium. This was probably the best dress day for us. We did have some good outfits. Describe the outfit, Devin. Well, um, on Thursday, while we were doing our tourist thing, we stopped at a little uh, little retail spot and picked up some uh, Stars and Stripe tights. Um, the cashier made sure that uh, we knew that they were women's tights <laughs> and not men's tights. Well, we went ahead and bought them anyway. So uh, we all three had the wolf shirts going. So wolf Wolfpack game was strong. Ooh. Clearly, Devin and I, Florida Florida man and I, both had the jorts already in tow. But uh, uh, one BT, I've never jorted before. He was jortsless. So <laughs> he, 
He had to proceed to buy the tightest pair of women's jeans. They were like the stretchy ones, you know, with the like. I think they're men's jeans, but like no, Euro people wear them so damn tight. They yeah, look like nah, bro. Yeah, nah. Regardless, definitely women's jeans, but th- that's the way to go, man. We and cut them right in tight. the store. We cut them right there in the store. Everybody's <laughs> got George. Everybody got. Everybody's got tights. Everybody's got wolf shirts. Everything's happening. We're good to go. Friday was on, man. Great way to start the tournament. Really live atmosphere because it's one and done. The Eliminators, right off the bat. So everybody's got something to play for. Every game is, uh, you know, high energy. And there are a lot of blowouts, obviously, because you got teams like Jamaica, England playing, <laughs> like, you know, Papua New Guinea, who are not, actually not that bad. But, like, you've got teams that, you know, kind of are a little bit out of their depth yeah. playing, right? So a lot, lot of, a lot of blowouts, but it was fun. They wanted to give more teams a look and – if that means more fans and nationality in the stadium. Yeah. Nationalities. There were people Ethnicities. From, there were people from everywhere. It was good. We sat by the right field foul pole in 103-104 with a couple CSU ruggers. Shout out Evan Geist and the others. And the other ones, yeah. A couple high school players from La Morinda. They had a lot of questions. They were very inquisitive, um, but... They were, uh, they were wanting to know what was going on, what we thought. They even had a particular question for uh, Devin. When did you play rugby? <laughs> In a complete past tense. Hey, old man. Oh, man. But USA romps Wales on the first night. Everybody played well for the most part. Um, unfortunately, our guy Pink uh, suffered an injury, and he was limited for the rest of the tournament. But that happens. Uh, Pinkelman was nice enough to come by and show some extremely sarcastic love uh, down at 103. Roll the tape. Thank you. Happy birthday out there. Fantastic, Jay. But yeah, we love Pinkelman. He's uh, one of the most versatile athletes I think I've ever seen play the sevens game in the sense that he's 6'4, 215 can body with anybody, but has an insane pullback pass, great field vision, just knows when he needs to go down and create a ruck. Um, he's going to continue to lead our seventh team for a long time. And guess who we saw outside of the stadium? Oh, who do we see? Team Pinkelman. Oh, Pink's Peeps. Pink's Peeps. And some great shirts. And then guess what? His family is just as humble as him. It took me about eight questions to get a total of two minutes worth of tape. But uh, here's what the family thought. What you think about your son's performance? My nephew. It was wonderful. She did great. Huh? No, she's cold American right here. What you think, she think of it? Very consistent. Very strong. Good player. I agree. I agree. He's a workhorse in the breakdown. That's what I said. Yes, he is. We call him a blue-collar rugby player. <laughs> Emma, what'd you think? It's great. Oh, I thought it was a 10 out of 10. Care to elaborate? No. Pops, what'd you oh, think? Right. It was awesome! Yay! We're going to do it again tomorrow. And what, what can he improve on? Uh, be faster. <laughs> that's that's all I got. <laughs> what else? That smell is bad. Yeah, that would help. <laughs> All right, well, we'll give him a deodorant <laughs> And when we get back to the hotel, um, you know, this was a wind-down day for us. I think Uncle Johnny put his uh, nightshades on. Devin and I hit the pool hall and 
folks, for those that don't know, producer, Florida man Dev grew up in a pool hall. Okay. He was like a little 12 year old degenerate just going to bars. <laughs> he was born on a pool table. He's really good. So to see him lose in a three game series, Devin. I think the uh, I think the beverages had caught up at that point. <laughs> Some beverage here, man. Yeah, yeah. So it was a light night Friday night. We were back in bed, tucked away, ready for a big Sunday. Check that Saturday, and um, we went right out to the cheap seats. Johnny, what is the difference when you go to the dirty, filthy outfield cheap seats? I just call them seats, but. Uh, <laughs> We go straight to the bleachers, and this is where the the real real happens, right? So these the these bleacher are bleacher creatures. The bleacher <laughs> creatures are there, man, and you get to see everything: the sights, the sounds. You can great vantage point. By the way, if you haven't watched rugby from the tri zone angle before, I prefer it because you get to see the running angles. You get to see a different development play. Everybody kind of likes to sit uh provided you're not like row one yeah you gotta sit a little higher yeah sit a little higher you can see everything developing and everybody running off of each other uh so we're sitting in the in the bleachers just getting after it and meeting all kinds of people people from all over naturally there was a passed out uh mid-20s irishman by (laughs) noon he was wearing corduroys in the middle of a hot (laughs) summer day and a like a wool old long sleeve irish rugby (laughs) jersey and completely couldn't even keep his head up he was blotto (laughs) but saturday was great um it was all coming down to our final game against england obviously the crowd knows we lost at the death on a cross field kick but just listen to the energy of the stadium so after the u.s men's tragically lost at the death um the women's finals were on, and uh, we started to move a little closer as everybody filed out. Next thing you know, the Black Ferns are playing France in the final, and guess who takes over this game? Kyla Nathan Wong, the hot stepper, the playmaker, the creator. Portia Woodman is a beast on the wing, and she gets all the credit, and credit is due to her, but the creator and the cog in the wheel is my girl, Number seven, Tyler Nathan Wong. So at the end of the game, New Zealand scores. They already have the game won. Nathan Wong lines up a kick. She's on the right hash. From the corner. From the corner. Hurt near the corner there. And we're sitting down on the opposite side, a couple rows, and that ball flows majestically. I saw the trajectory, and I was like, that's uh, coming. End over end into Uncle Johnny's hands. Right into my arms. And he's got great rugby instincts because he knows those ball boys are on you in a second. Bing, bang, boom, underneath, Florida man shirt, we're cheering, everything's happening. Turn, the tournament's over for that day, so this 13-year-old ball boy is looking up, being like, guys, where did it go? Meanwhile, Florida man <laughs> goes off into the distance with the ball. And just as I had given her a beautiful yellow rose, she had given me a lovely tacky game ball. Number 74. So, if you're looking 70, for 74, 74, Eric Guy, it, 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 70, definitely, Def, definitely, definitely 74. Ball 74. Uh, I got it. It was given to me. It was a gift. It was the serendipity of the situation that brought everything together, and it's special to me. That was the that was the highlight of my I weekend. Mean, if you ask me, I think she came out on top yeah. with the rose. Now, anybody who's at the tournament knows these seagulls are biologically trained <laughs> to circle – 
the cheap seats. The seagulls. The, when the game's ending and they know the players are leaving and all the nasty fries and pretzels are there. So they're they're circling, they're swarming, and I go, someone's gonna get shit on right here. It's just it's a matter of odds. And I'm gonna go and interview the first person who gets shat on. So sure enough, front row on a beautiful all blacks jersey is disgusting white bird shit. And uh, I met two lovely Kiwis. Roll the clip. I just got shed on by the by the seagull. <laughs> well, you won the all game. Uh, you got a big shoulder shot right now in a black sweatshirt, so I, I wouldn't even try and dab it out. I'd just take it back to the room, live with the story all night, and, yeah. and run it through the wash. Exactly. Yeah. I can do that. I don't think these wipes are really going to do anything, to be quite frank. Yeah, I know. I feel cleaner. Right, okay. I feel cleaner. Tell us about this weekend. What did you think of the Sevens? Oh, no, it's awesome. We go to the Sevens at the and it's been at home in Wellington. And, yeah, so we've come out and, yep, to watch the Kiwis play. So, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, we're here. We're really pleased that the women get to play in this tournament. So, really pleased to be able to watch them. Um, well, we, we think the women. We're, we're back in the, the Kiwis to win the women's. Yeah. But like the men to win, so, you know. So, this is my husband, Warwick. Warwick, how you going? I'm going good. Yeah? Um... Do you think the men have what it takes to win? Oh, I think I think Fiji might be a little bit too strong. Our, our hearts with New Zealand, but uh, Fiji looked pretty impressive in the pool play. They're a big, big side. Well, and they've got some amazing physical skills and you know attributes as well. They're really, really cool. Have you watched any of the big league here, the major league rugby? No. no. So Saturday night, we get back to the hotel. Decisions are made. No. No. No? no. We are walking back to a bar, passing the ball around. No, uh, that's Sunday. Bro. It's not. Oh, that's right. It is Sunday. Sunday. Yeah. And also Sunday. All we just walk back. It's all so Saturday night, we end up at this tiki bar, Pagan Idol, buddy rabbi on his bachelor party, spicy little Jewish scrum half, and... Uh, all his friends from all over the world uh, were putting down some uh, really good rum cocktails, you know, and uh, looking at all the scenery, you know, uh, giving our sacrifices to the gods. It was a good, it was a There's good a little koi pond. There was a koi pond. Yeah. There were koi fish in said pond. So I'm, I'm waiting at the bar for a drink, and before I start this story, um, about every 15 minutes or so, a uh, massive fog machine goes off and just fills the whole place with fog. And uh, I'm waiting to get a drink, and uh, these two girls are ordering this bowl of a cocktail, whatever it was, and um, talking to the bartender about, hey, uh, I heard there's some sort of surprise in this bar or some sort of something that kind of jumps at you, and the bartender's totally buying into it and leading them on. And, you know, I'm drunk at this point, so I turn over and I hear the conversation and I just blurt out, oh, it must be the fog machine in the corner. <laughs> the gods are angry. And the bartender and the two girls gave me the worst scowl, uh, you know, I got all weekend probably. And uh, yeah, so I ruined the surprise for them. That's okay. We did some dancing. We did some carousing. We rallied for Sunday. Big day. Big final, day. Final day. Another day in the bleachers. Another day in the bleachers. Hey. We, we met His Holiness. 
Pope Duncan Townsend, an Englishman who, uh, he was quite the loquacious character. Loved to talk, very snippy, uh, sarcastic, and classically English in every way. I kept asking why they've already pre-fired Eddie Jones. And uh, here's a clip from uh, our good friend, Duncan Townsend. Meanwhile, it's a third day of free face paint, and uh, I had two great face paints on the Friday and the Saturday. I went back for another face paint on uh, the Sunday, and uh, longer line too. Way longer line. Oh, wasn't was worth it. Saturday got somebody that, that didn't. There were so many kids in there waiting for a face paint. Got, got somebody the nerve that, of them to make you wait. You know the. Somebody that didn't really, uh, you know, care as much about the aesthetics and, you know, but no regrets. No regrets, Florida man. <laughs> rushed it. No regrets. Yeah, rushed it a little bit. <laughs> it was hard to double down, the triple down on the double down. But uh, it was just a great. I mean, the out. semis were so good. All the stud teams were there, right? It was uh, New Zealand, Fiji, and South Africa, England. Phenomenal games. Sure enough, England wins a low-scoring game. They're right. the hot hand. Um, going into the match, but I think everybody kind of sniffed the uh, the Kiwis were going to double up, and that's what they did. 40,000 fans strong. The whole first row was filled. The second uh, mezzanine seats, or whatever you call them, the, the upper, upper decks, decks were pretty much 80% filled. I'll say right now, um, if this was Dan Payne's swan song to USA Rugby, then well done, my friend. Also, Will Chang, I know you've been forced out the door because you have run USA Rugby's bank into the ground, but this stadium selection would not have happened without you. So thank you for that. And um, man, holy cow, boys. Holy cow. What a weekend. Speaking of holy cow. Holy cow. The after party on Sunday at Holy Cow Nightclub. (laughs) All right. So Devin, you originally had a flight Sunday afternoon. I had one Sunday morning that I just never got on. Yeah, no, I, uh, I was supposed to leave on Sunday, and uh, I turn over to Uncle Johnny over there playing around on his cell phone uh, as I'm kind of like nervously awaiting this cab ride that I have to take, you know, however many drinks I was deep. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, Uncle turns to me and said, uh, you're, not, you're not leaving yet. <laughs> so uh, Uncle Johnny proceeded to, you know, get me a later flight. To allow me to stay for the women's final, and that's what family does. I know it's families like, fight, but they come through in the clutch. Yeah. You got to stay through the whole weekend, man. You can't cut; they can't truncate that uh, fun that we were had. We were just on one, a really good train. You don't just jump the tracks. Trail mix. I was going to say you hadn't and, finished the bag of trail mix, so you still had work to do. You had to finish the trail mix, and then, you know, and then go to the after party, which was at Holy Cow. Holy Cow! It was. Everybody who was everybody in USA Rugby was at Holy Cow. Maybe not everybody, but the men's team, the women's team, 
both of the champions teams, uh, New Zealand, all the All Blacks, the Black Ferns, they were both there. South African men's team. All Mike Friday was there. His eyes looked like he hadn't seen a party since the aught sixties, and uh, it was a great party. It was a sweaty dance hall of awesomeness. It was the party the players and the fans deserved after riding and dying for three straight days. You know how much? You know how many thirteen dollar beers I drank and how much how many, I lost how, my voice. How many? How many? Far how too many. many. Far too many. I did. I did get on the stripper pole with one Jimberly uh, Corden. Uh, that w- was short lived. They kicked me off for some reason, but they let her stay on. I don't know wh- what how this uh, holy cow organization works its uh, situation, but uh, you know, it was a good time. We saw Kayvon. We showed him love. We saw Pinkelman. And uh, as Mike Friday walked in, though, I think he was so surprised that he's like, oh, shit, this is a dance club. Like, he walked in behind the curtain where people come in. And the bouncer, you know, who doesn't know who any of these people are, just immediately is like, excuse me, sir, can't stand there. Got to keep moving. And Devin, on his way out, now he's actually got to make his flight. It's like 1 a.m. Sunday. And uh, we're on the way out. And without even a thought, he just chirps Mike Friday. He's like, yeah, Mike, come on. You can't stand there, Mike. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> So funny. Classic. Well, we had a great time. Um, holy cow was awesome. Saw good people there. Shout out Cyrus the Virus. Um, all those people that we saw riding in the stands for the Rugby World Cup 7s. I want another one. I want to host again. In we another- want another one. Just like the other one. We want another one. Just like the other one. Another one. Another, another one. one. Just like the, the other one. one. It was good. Holy cow. But Can you ha? Can you? <laughs> it was amazing. Um, more to come from our seventh team as we gear up for Japan 2020 Summer Olympics. But, Johnny. Speaking of sevens. I was going to say, speaking of sevens, guess what's going down in two weeks? What's going down? No, this is we're talking about T minus eight days. Eight days. Club national sevens in. Cue the music. New York concrete jungle where dreams are made of. I would have Things will be made of. <laughs> That's right, folks. New cool. York. It's going to be at Columbia's facilities on the Upper West Side. Great, oh. great facilities. Uh, turf field, unfortunately. Hey, it's going to be a hot turf field in New York, man. It's going to be terrible. Everybody's but. got to play on it. But, Johnny, let's report on the sevens that we know because we live here in Denver. Um, we went to the 51st annual Denver Sevens Tournament where the Denver Barbos finished first in the qualifier. Yeah, that was a strong showing. Bulldog Rugby. Uh, Steve, Steve Lewis, Lewis and his gang. Outfit uh, are a strong contender. But, again, the, the Frontier now getting uh, three seeds. Barbos coming out first seed. Bulldog Rugby second seed. And Kansas City Blues coming on the third seed. But there's some real – you look at the seedings of the Sevens Tournament. There's some real powerhouses. So you got uh, Barbos in their pool along with Mystic River. Washington Athletic out of Pool B. That's Old, basically OPSB. Yeah. And the Seattle Seawolf boys. Yeah. Old Blue out of Pool C is a top seed. Playing at home. And Belmont Shore top seed in Pool D. So it's going to be spicy. There's some uh, – it, it's really – to me, it's going to come down to those those top four seeds. Bulldogs got an outside chance. We'll see what some Mystic River brings but uh, and, and Nyack's in there as well. But 
Belmont Shore bringing two teams. Yeah, well. they, they qualified two teams, uh, two completely separate rosters. USA Rugby is now offering one-off tournaments um, kind of to benefit regions that have been taken away a qualifier. So the South and the Northwest, they only have one team qualifying. So they have these East and West qualifier tournaments where if you win that, you send a team to nationals right away. I like the shakeup. I like the change. The pools look stacked. Um, and I can tell you right now, I just got home from Barbo 7's training. It's going to be a really heated battle to see who gets on those 13 spots on the plane to New York. Um, I'm in the mix, and I'm just hoping that I get the chance to rep the boys. But another guy who's in the mix just got his first big boy job here in Denver. I'll try and explain this to you. So Uncle Johnny's my uncle, uh, but a young a young Tommy La Moralia. He came over here from ECU, recent yep. graduate. And uh, he's been living with Uncle Johnny. So yeah. I guess we're related now. I guess so. Yeah. I guess that makes us cousins. Yeah. 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 Um, first, first this is your first kind of crack at high-level men's rugby. Yep. And you're already in the mix to potentially get named for a national set club sevens team. What advice would you have to any college player who graduates and wants to go ahead and make it in men's club rugby? Uh, basically... I've just learned that it's really important to kind of roll with the punches because you're not going to be like that number one guy on your team anymore. And it's just like you got to like really work to like try to fit into what they're what the program is trying to accomplish. And how would you describe Barbo Sevens rugby? Uh, probably the practices are tougher than the matches because there's just so much competition. And I think that's awesome. So we want to congratulate you. You just got a full-time job. You're going to stay in town. Yep. yep. Tell us what your first job is. So I'm going to be working at an adult day program for people who have disabilities. And uh, I'm really excited. I start next Wednesday. Hell yeah. yeah. Welcome to town. Yeah. Welcome to the family, Tommy boy. Yes. Hey, family. <laughs> Nobody with the family, huh? <laughs> Devin, any last final thoughts on Florida no, man. Florida man. <laughs> Florida man. He's, he's really buying into the salty ego, and I love it. Or thoughts? I'm just glad we all survived San Francisco, and I think we're a lot Ooh. closer because of it. Like, I feel... Oh, yeah. Johnny wanted to kill me, like... No, no. Figuratively, man. I got the, I got the uh, personalized, handwritten note from you, man. It really meant a lot. I appreciate that, man. We're closer friends because of it. I... I almost got in a fight for the first time in my life with you, man. But, you know, we're all good. The balance was great, though. The balance. I mean, was, life know. is about balance, man. Poor Devin's out here, like a child of divorce. Me and Uncle Johnny <laughs> yelling at each other. Johnny thinks I'm too much. I think he's overbearing. We had a good time. And we hope there are more USA Rugby events on our home soil to come. 2027 World Cup bid. We can do it, World Rugby. Give us a shot. Just don't have an idiot write up the bid. We got to do it like the French did, where you just submit your bid with 50,000, whatever euro on top. As Ted the Spread called it out on Monday after uh, Touch, he's like, well, you know, what they're going to have to do is just have World Rugby write up the bid for us, just like World Rugby ran the uh, World Cup Sevens for us uh, in San Francisco. And we can it's do it. true. You know, they're we gonna... can do it. Can you imagine that? Denver would definitely be a host city. We can dream. We One can dream. Can dream. And that final would probably be in Stan Kroenke's L.A. Megaplex whenever the hell that thing gets finished. But 
Upward and Onward with Sports in the USA. Uh, on behalf of my co-hosts, Florida Man Dev, Uncle Johnny, and our guest, Tommy Lamoralia, I'm BT, and you've been listening to Rugby Pick'em. A little heavy. A little heavy. Pick'em. That was heavy? No. Oh, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. A little heavy? No, I love it. That's just my chime. We all play off each other, man. Like we all Wait, hang on, hang on. A thing. A little heavy. Yes, he came. Yankees, <laughs> <laughs> gotta make your you tackles. Gotta make your make tackles. your tackles. Different My- turf, different team. Sweat and uh, maybe a little regret. The These bleacher are... creature. The... I think the uh, I think the beverages had caught up at that point. <laughs> Some though. beverage here, man. Yeah. Some beverage here, man. Yeah. Um, but. I don't even know why I do it. There's no but. There's no clause. There's no but. There's no. Uh, <laughs> there's, no there's no. Uh, Rejoining in man. three. <laughs> All right. You get. You want to take Saturday night and talk about the team? No, not at all. No. Meaning you don't want to talk about it at all? I'll chime in, but I don't I can't. Oh, you I'll can't talk. Like, I can't leave. leave. I'll talk about so it. So Saturday night. No, uh, that's Sunday. It's not. Oh, that's right. It is Sunday. Saturday. Yeah. And also, it was a good, it was a it good was little. A koi pond. It was a koi pond. Yeah. There were koi fish. In said pond. Uh, you know, I'm drunk at this point. Double down and triple down on the double down. You know, however many drinks I was deep. Tommy Moralia. Did I say it right? <laughs> Blah Moralia. I'm going to take Moralia. it away. Yep, yep. Producer, Florida man, any final thoughts right now on the state of rugby? This is kind of like the calm before the storm um, where 
we're waiting for. It's a calm after the. Well, oh. it's calm after the sevens, but I'll cut this whole bit. <laughs> no, I'm sure you will. Johnny, but, uh, any last words? Let me just back up real quick. I was uh, I was scheduled to leave at 3 p.m. on Sunday, and uh, what happened to that? One John Warner uh, starts playing around on his, uh, and no, I don't know. Uncle John, wait, yeah, no. you just don't want me to say just don't drop his full name, man. Right? Is that why you want? Or do you not want to? What do you? I don't care. Oh, just well, say, what are you doing this for? Yeah. So what like, he start, wants to start over yeah. again with. I was scheduled to leave. All right, here we go. But what do I? Holy not cow! To say? Uncle, one uncle. Okay. Yeah, right. yeah. Just all right, all right. Yeah. Let's go in with the whole. Well, I'm never dropping a Deming Martling. You know? All right, all right, all right. Fuck me. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Retaking. So let me just. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, so you cut in and be like, Now hey. that I'm noticing it, there is no names on this. Listen to the energy of the stadium. USA, USA. That's how you're going to do it. Pick them. <laughs>